Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everybody to a very exciting episode of the Path to Podcast Success. I have got a guest I'm very excited about here with me today, Julie Hawley. Julie, welcome to the podcast. I was listening to the podcast this morning and I am so freaking excited to be here. (laughs) I'm like, I want to have a conversation too. (laughs) So thank you so much for having me. I am very, very happy to hear that you're excited and I'm happy to hear that. Listen, thank you. So I like to start off in the same place with my guests, and that is by asking, well, that's by making sure everybody's on the same page, right? Because some listeners may not know who you are. So to get everyone on the same page, tell us, who are you and what do you do? Who am I? I am Julie Holly. I am the podcast host for The Conscious Investor, formerly known, I have rebranded as uh, Ask Me How I Know podcast. There's a story behind that, lots of lessons, Um, but in the rebrand is quite recent. And what I do is I am twofold. I love to serve people. I have a background in public education and I also have a background in real estate and God smashed the two worlds together. And now I'm a real estate syndicator. So I help people financially invest in apartment purchases, like average normal people as another way in their portfolio. But then I also mm-hmm. believe in the power of mindset. And so I am also a business and mindset coach. Okay. That is pretty have- cool. I like how you found a way to, to merge them. It was natural. It was one of these things where it was just aha. It was literally driving up to the gym, listening to a podcast. And I heard Monique Calm talking about real estate syndication, didn't know about it. I'm like, this is everything that I love. This is me. This is who I am. It's my education, my passion for real estate. Cause I'm third generation. And this is my heart for helping humanity. Like everything is here in one place. This is my desk. Like literally it was one of those ah moments. This is my destiny, what I need to be doing. And the coaching is just obviously a clear offshoot. If you're a teacher and you care about people and you have that skill at really helping people level up that's kind of a no-brainer. So for people who don't exactly know, me included, kind of, real estate syndication, describe that a little bit more. So like, what is, what exactly is, is real estate syndication? That is the most common question I get. Most of my friends, they kind of roll their eyes over. They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but here's the easiest way to put it. It's just a bunch of people getting together, pooling all of their money to buy a really ginormous piece of real estate. And so it becomes better, right? You buy a single family house, just like one house, like a lot of people think is a great purchase. It is a great purchase if you have nothing, right? As an investment. But if you really want to invest well, the bigger the asset, the investment, 
the more tax benefits you get from it and the more um, residual benefits, like the benefits are through the roof. And so like, instead of having this $200,000, well, you're in California. So, you know, $500,000 yeah. house investment, you could participate in a multi-million dollar purchase and com sometimes completely offset any, any tax implications right. involved. So it's group real estate. <clears throat> It's group real estate. Like everybody's pulled together to buy a gift for mom. Maybe not. Maybe you've pulled together to buy a pizza at work, right? You just chip in. It's just everybody chipping in, making it happen. That and enjoying cool. it's, it's how do the wealth stay and build and grow their wealth? Real estate. Right. So that's what you're doing. So the podcast, when did that come in? So you said there was a rebrand kind of recently. So what's, what was the path there? When did you start? Why did you start it? When did you rebrand? Why did you rebrand? Give us the, the journey. The journey goes like this. I live in very far North Idaho. Now everybody thinks Boise when they think of Idaho and everybody thinks of potatoes. No. Uh, yes, there are potatoes not near me. And no, I am one audiobook North, North people of Boise, Idaho. So I am on the Canadian border in the middle of nowhere. I live in a town of 2,500 people. Here I am, having moved from California uh, to the small town, and I love my small town life. It's really, it's a different lifestyle. It's fun. But now I'm involved in real estate syndication, which means I need business partners and associates from across the country. And obviously, I think it makes sense. I'm probably not investing in huge multi-million dollar apartment complexes here in my town of 2,500 right? So <laughs> live where you want to live, invest where it makes sense. I needed a way to reach people. I had to get to know people. And yet all of the meetups and, and ways to that people in this industry normally connect, they were beyond my reach. So I was contemplating, how am I going to follow this passion that I recently discovered? And how am I going to connect and network? And again, another aha moment. I love podcasts. Why not start a podcast? And then now I can have these conversations with really top tier people and it becomes more valuable for them because I can record this conversation. I can promote them and it's a win-win. Like, otherwise, why are these really great high top tier people going to want to talk to me? Right. And there has to be something in it for them. And that's exactly what I did. A little, little trepidation. <laughs> right, right, right. That's like one of the best reasons I found to have a podcast. Because if you reach out to some random person, right, or like someone you want to talk to, right, reach out to them and you're like, hey, do you want to jump on the phone and talk to me for like an hour? They'll be like, what? No, who the hell are you? No. But if you say to that guy instead, would you like to come on my podcast? They'll probably say yes. And the same thing happens. And I, it's so yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so you start out like, Oh, I don't know if I should, you know, invite those people. And it would make me so, like butterflies. That's like, that is, I, I don't know what I had inside of me. It was not butterflies. It was bigger. It was like eagles right. soaring inside my stomach. I was so nervous about making those connections and not once did anyone say, no, thank you. No, I'm right. not doing that. Yeah, it's weird. Every like, single person is like, yeah, of, of course, I would love to support you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird how that works. I mean, I feel like people, there's a lot of fear around like, Oh, am I going to be able to get guests? Or are they going to say nobody. yes? Yeah, like, no, they will. I have, before I even started this podcast, like, I had recorded like 10 interviews. My podcast didn't even exist. And these people were still like, yeah, sure, I'll come on, whatever. 
it's wild it's isn't a, it yeah it's crazy so you started the podcast because you wanted to make connections in the real estate mm-hmm. world um mm-hmm. and how, how did that work did it work oh my gosh boy, howdy, did it work? So (laughs) now, and I think that you probably experienced this and maybe you're a little bit part of it also, but the podcast, um, excuse me, has, has been around, it'll be turned two on March 2nd, which is my daughter's birthday, which is super cool. And Dr. Seuss's birthday and my brother's birthday. So you can kind of get why I launched on March 2nd, but, uh, you know, look back way back when it began, podcasts were not still quite even the thing that they are today. And it's wild how many podcasts were created during the pandemic. Like it was like, everybody's creating podcasts. Um, And so prior to that, I was like, okay, my podcast is going to focus on my two passions, which is real estate and mindset. So I, I thought I want, I really am going to like serve people in this whole 360 sort of way. I'm going to create this great content and develop a brand and a presence in this world that I like, I'm a complete nobody. And it's amazing what has happened because I'm on people's radars and people are like, oh my gosh, I see you everywhere. Oh my gosh, I love your content. Uh, And it's just, it's wild to me because all of this took place, you know, largely during a pandemic from a little tiny town in the middle of nowhere. So I always tell people, if you have a dream and a vision, you have nothing that can stop you. You just have to think outside the box. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's true. And I, I definitely, I noticed the pandemic was really, it, it kind of was a catalyst for a lot of people to actually sit back and think, well, what do I actually want to do? And can I just do it from home? Because you can, you know, I mean, you can work. You don't, you don't have to live in, you know, New York city or LA or whatever. You can live in a small town and still do big things because I mean, that's what the internet is there for. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, it's incredible. And that's what podcasting I think does too. So did your podcast, your podcast and it sounds like was really like the backbone of what you're doing did it come in at like the beginning was it was the podcast like part of you kind of journeying into the world of online entrepreneurship as far as real estate goes 100 percent. i'd already been in real estate in other capacities however this was like okay i'm breaking into this whole other world and it's a world where you have to have meaningful connections and you have to partner with people from, you know, across the country and such. And so, yeah, that was completely the backbone. I was at a conference in September of 2019 and I was talking to, it was the first conference I'd ever been to about real estate syndication. And Mm -hmm. I start talking to these people who are podcasters, go figure little chatterbox over here is walking up to the circle of people talking and it turns out they're podcasters. They're really awesome. And, you know, I just start getting information like, Oh, how do you do that? And I just started asking questions and figuring it out. And I was still teaching at the time. So over Christmas break, I got myself all learned up. I, you know, got some equipment and just started learning. Like, okay, I don't know anything about this, but I have a MacBook and I can learn how to use these programs and how to record an intro and outro and how to edit. And it was, it was a steep learning curve and it was really painful, but it was the backbone of what I was creating. Right. Yeah. You can, there's, there's this deep learning curve for sure. But I always tell people like, if you have any desire to start a podcast, just do it because one of the most successful people I've ever worked with had a podcast 
that he recorded in his phone in the car on the way home from dropping his sons off at school. And he was invited to speak on stage with these insane, huge names. I'm talking like, I think Gary Vee was one of the people who was on the stage too, because the organizer of the event heard his podcast and liked it. Even though he just recorded on his phone while driving. So you hear all the drive sounds in the background too. And it's like, it doesn't even matter. You know, that's called I mean? authentic right there. That's authentic. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> As we're like, <laughs> is our, our mics working? Are we good? Is the soundproof? No, <laughs> no, that it is. It's amazing. But I think a lot of people just stop themselves. And I'm sure you've had this conversation because I think that I have helped start eight podcasts at this point where just by encouraging people, you know, people right. that are like, oh why nobody's gonna want to hear what I have to say I don't know how to do this I don't you know and I'm like no 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 and you just give them a little bit of prodding a little encouragement and next thing you know boom there's another podcast in the world and everyone's voice is so different like not the sound but everyone's perspective is so different and unique and just because it's you most people take it for granted that's what I mean, that's what the backbone of I think, you know, business is, is, is you, right? Because there's no new ideas, really, anymore, right? Podcasting, it's not new, right? Real estate syndication, it's not new, you're not the first person to do this. But people go to you and people go to me, and people go to certain people, not because of what they do, but because it's them that's doing it. Right. right. And so I think, yeah, that's, there are you know, millions and millions of podcasts out there, but people are going to listen to yours, because it's you. So just be you. And that's the gift right there. You just said it. That is um, a huge thing I speak about on my mindset episodes. It's a recurring theme. Be you. Like there is no other person out there. That's you. You're the only you out there. You like nobody can take your place. And you know, the contribution that we have to be like, give the world is so ginormous. We underestimate ourselves and the ripple that we're supposed to cast in the world. 100, 100%. So you had a rebrand then. So you had your podcast, you had it for a while, you had your real estate syndication business, things were going pretty well. And then you decided to rebrand. So what's the story there? Right? It's a good story. So (laughs) when you start a podcast at the beginning of launching a business and going down that, there's a lot of personal growth that takes place and your business grows and your identity should shift. So that's a huge part that people forget is that we're continually evolving into what I call the next best version of ourselves. And the podcast is doing the exact same thing because when you start as a blank slate, you don't know anything at all. And then you have, you know, 200 plus episodes under your belt. You're like, I know a thing or two. (laughs) And that feels like the kindergarten, you know, backpack. And now I feel like I'm in, you know, maybe sixth grade, maybe I'm at the beginning of middle school. And so I need a new backpack. And so, you know, it's like going from ask me how I know with this super long, I thought it was going to be great for SEO. It was listen to this entire title. Ask me how I know multifamily stories of struggle to success. (laughs) Like try saying that It, it just but it was what I knew and how I was trying to communicate it. And it was a starting spot. And then as I progressed, it was really clear, actually what both, so both titles have come from 
people that are important in my life. The first one came from Rod Cleef, who's a mentor of mine, a huge successful syndicator. And he goes around saying, ask me how I know. And it's like, ask me how I know I learned the hard way. No one else needs to learn the hard way. Just ask, ask me how I know. And it's, it's a little joke. And so I asked him if I could borrow that catchphrase, right? And that's how that I, it had my initial name and in the initial podcast. And then as I grew and progressed, one of my friends came up actually escaping the California fires and, mm. you know, we're up, our families are up hiking around and he, he and his girlfriend get out of the car and he's like, Hey, Julie, what's your podcast about? He's also a podcaster and a good friend. And, and I'm like, you know, it's about, um, you know, and, uh, and he's like, would you say it's like about conscious investing? And I was like, yes, that is the best way to put it. And literally that moment we spent a mile and a half plus talking about the rebrand, about the conscious investor. And it was like, ah, oh, this feels like home. This expresses every facet of what I achieve through investing. Investing is finance, finances, but that's only one part of life. Money is not life. And so really putting my whole package together, I'm like, that expresses exactly what my podcast is. That is really cool. You had the whole journey and then you ended up there at the place that you were meant to be. Uh, what the yeah, podcast. And, and who knows what it's going to be like when I enter into the high school phase or college phase, right? Of podcasting. <laughs> Yeah. Like it, it might need a rebrand again. All the episodes are still available. All the previous, they're all still housed in the same place. And I think that was one of those hurdles as a podcaster I had to overcome is, okay, do I start from scratch a new podcast? Do I just do a facelift, a rebrand and really ultimately landed on it's, and, and I also had some, uh, you know, podcasters who I'd noticed had rebranded over the last couple of years successfully. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, right. I think I can just rebrand. I don't need my audience, my awesome, amazing listeners to have to go someplace else and, you know, and maybe lose, you know, some of the episodes that they love. I, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm like, this will work just fine. And it, it sure has. That's really cool. I like how that, you know, it usually it works out, you know, stuff works out. And so it's cool that you did that. You know, I, I'm kind of curious as to, so you do, you do real estate and you do mindset work. Do right. you, do you combine them with, when you work with like each person you work with, do you work with both aspects of your business with that person? Or some people you do real estate work with, and then some people you do like mindset coaching with. That's an interesting question. So one of the things that I ensure with my investors is that I like to, this is kind of the cool thing about, you know, having your own business. I, I like to know who they are. I like to like the people that I work with and that I have in my investment circle. And I'd like to make sure that I can trust them. So, you know, there is a lot of, um, most of those investors are also um, good acquaintances or friends. And so there is a natural level that you would have some level of mindset work. But when it comes to actual coaching, that's for people who really they are ready to challenge themselves. They know they have something more to give and they don't know how to unlock it. It's like, I, 
I, I do want to be myself. I don't know how to be myself. I know I have this really um, important contribution to give to the world, but I, I actually don't know what it is. I just know I can feel it inside of me. And so I just kind of help people unravel, you know, kind of like pulling a thread. It's like, let's just unravel and get down to, you know, this beautiful gift that you have inside for the whole world. So right. that's a, a very different profile in general than my investors. So oftentimes when you're really investing uh, or really working on, you know, coaching and mindset work, completely separate. Right. So just to make sure I have the timeline right, you started off doing various, you know, you did real estate stuff and then you eventually mm -hmm. added in the mindset work that you're doing. Do you want to at some point do solely mindset coaching or do you, are, do you like doing both? I really like doing both and I've done both for essentially my entire career in adulthood. So mm -hmm. like the past 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. And it's just a matter of, and this is what I would encourage everyone listening is most of the time we're doing what we love and we just give it away and we give it away for free and we keep giving it away. And what happened to me was I realized I actually had several people coming to me saying, why aren't you charging people? <laughs> I would hop on a, on a quick call with people and they would just be like, they'd make these, these huge shifts. They say, whoa, I never saw it that way. And then you see something happen from it. And I had enough people coming to me saying, why aren't you charging for that? And I thought, oh, I just, it's good, goodwill towards, hum, you know, humankind. And then what happened was my own personal like value. I'm like, wow, I, I am giving something of value. That's important. Um, as well as understanding my time is really, really valuable. And I value my time tremendously. And as my schedule has, you know, filled with other important tasks, I realize I can't just, I can't coach everybody. I can't give this away without some level of compensation because I'm needed in a lot of different areas. So oh, yeah. I think a lot of people do that where they just, and, and that's okay. Let me go back. If it's something that you really love and you kind of feel like you're always giving away, that should be your key indicator that that's what you should be doing as your career, as your, like, there's your work right there. It might not be what you're doing right now. And if you're really not liking what you're doing, but you're giving away something really great for free and it comes naturally and it's fun and satisfying and pursue that, oh, yeah. <laughs> go for that. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that's with coaching, especially as well, like what you're saying, charging for coaching is so important because of many reasons, but one of the most important reasons that I've seen is the person you're coaching needs to be invested, right? If they didn't pay any money, then it's just a friend giving you advice. You go, huh, okay, yeah, interesting. And then you go home and then you never think about it again, right? But if you're paying thousands of dollars for those conversations, going to pay attention to those conversations and you're going to take action so that's i i always i am a big believer charging especially for coaching is very 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 important i think it's it's huge in fact one of my shifts also came when i was reading um i was listening to the audiobook the pumpkin plan by mike mckellowis and as i was listening to that it was you know he was talking about, you know, another parent from his kid's soccer team who wanted some business advice from him. 
And he said, I knew the guy didn't have it at the time, but I, I know that there must be compensation involved. And for the very reasons that you said. And so he's like, yeah, buy me a pint. You need to buy me a pint and, uh, and then we'll be good. <laughs> you know, so, so there has to be, so you're right. There has to be some level of investment. And I know I've, inve I've personally invested in coaching and mentors and different things. Be and you're right. You do value them a lot more. And you've seen that like in the clients that you work with oh, more absolutely. of, you know, just more involvement after they actually start paying for it. They, they show up, they show up ready. They show up interested. They show up on time and other people, you know, they're interested, but when you have money invested and, and it could be more than money there, there's bartering involved. You could do all sorts of things, right? Like okay. whatever the compensation is when there's some level of compensation, then it's like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. It's your, it's your own business. You can exchange your coaching for whatever you want yep. money, you know, I don't know what anything else, you know, it doesn't matter. Yep. There are no rules. I feel, like people, I feel like people don't think about that very often, but like when you do, when you do your own, you know, you have your own business, you could do whatever you want. It's really true. Have you done that? What? Have you done any trading? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've done that. Mm -hmm. I've traded uh, podcast production for coaching before. See? <laughs> there so, you yeah. go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's, it, it works. It, you know, it works. That's so... As we begin to kind of wind on the uh, episode, I usually ask a question, but for you, I want to ask a kind of a spin on the question I usually ask. Sure. Usually I ask when you first start, when you first started podcasting, what was your biggest fear and did it come true? And we'll be interested in your answer for that question, but I, I think it would be more fun to ask when you first started coaching and like actually doing it as a business and charging for coaching, what was your biggest fear? And, and did that fear end up coming true? Oh, golly. The biggest fear is, you know, am I, are people going to laugh at me and are people going to even want to hire me as their coach? You know, like, are they just, am I going to become a nobody, you know, kind of like that friend that like, oh, well, you're good, but now I have to pay nothing. you know, Costco free samples, right. People that just right. go by and get multiples, you know, it's like, one just developing self-value is really important but um yeah it did not come true and it's amazing people show up and it's like oh what are you doing yes please give me a strategy session yes please sign me up let's do this they were the fears never really come true do they i mean i they, yeah they you're really right um Michael Neal, he, he has a podcast, but he's a, he's an author. He's absolutely extraordinary. And one of the things that he says, and um, it's kind of reiterated in some other works and they say, you know, Hey, <clears throat> your beliefs are just a part of your own thinking. Like it's in your head, it's your thinking. And so like, if you change your thinking and take control of your thoughts, you are going to change the outcomes tremendously. Oh yeah. You change your thoughts and you change your beliefs and then you change your reality. I mean, that's all it, it all comes down to thoughts, honestly. Isn't that crazy? Like if people it, could be living a completely different world if they just changed how they like thought about things. Oh yeah. It's that, that's it's amazing. that, uh, it's that quote that I love, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Carnegie nailed it on that one. So right, I yeah. want to ask you a question. I'm going to hijack you for a second. Yeah. Say, give it to me. Give so it to me. What, what was like, one of your greatest takeaways from coaching? Like being coached? Yeah. Ooh, 
That's a really interesting question. Just how powerful those conversations can be. I mean, it's coaching in my experience, the biggest thing you can take away from it is insights. And having someone that you know is in your corner while you're doing the work is very, very valuable because I mean, it's still all you, right? Having a coach, my having the coach doesn't do anything for you, actually. You know what I mean? You have like, I still have to do yep. all the work. Yeah. All the work. 100%. But knowing there's someone there to support you is, is very, very, very valuable. So I'd say the insights and, and the, the knowledge that they're there was one of the biggest takeaways that I got from being coached. I, I love yeah. that. That makes my coach heart like super happy. You know, it's like when I see, when I hear clients make these shifts and have those conversations, I sometimes people wouldn't, I don't know that this would resonate with most people, but I've thought about just not calling myself a coach, but calling myself a personal advocate, because that's really what it is, is that most of us don't know how to advocate for ourselves. And the coach just teaches and helps you you know, they advocate for you. They advocate for the, the dream that's inside for you. They advocate for the healing. They adver- advocate for the perspective and the mindset shifts. And it, we sometimes we can't do that on our own because we're just stuck in our own thinking. So well, I love yep. that. I love that that helped you. I Coaching is is incredible. Well, you know, for, for whatever you're doing, I think it is one of the best investments a person can make. So it's always a lot of fun to talk with, with coaches. <laughs> it's pretty dangerous too. I was, I was communicating with someone via LinkedIn a few days ago and we were, it was just like, Hey, you know, like doing that, getting to know you type thing. And then we hopped on a call. And in that call, I learned, you know, I could hear just limiting beliefs and I could hear this bigger dream, but the world just seemed really gray and I believe in like rainbows, unicorns, butterflies, like, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and so I ended up at the end of the call, I, real, I learned that this person really wanted to be able to like solo skydive. So I sent, I said, hey, listen, let's go through some of the steps. In just a few minutes, we went through some steps. I said, we make a commitment just by the end of the day, shoot me a message and let me know like what's, how many jumps, what's the education, what's the process? Like, just let me know that you got the process. So sure enough, this is like, from that was a Friday I got the message I followed up actually didn't hear back so I'm like hey just curious and the person did the homework like figured it out on their own sent up a follow-up message on Monday and I just said hey so when are you taking that first solo dive you know because if you do that it's going to be you know kind of had thrown that out on Friday next thing he's like yeah uh we have a trip planned for Hawaii at during X time next year. And that's where, where, and when I'm going to do it. You know, sometimes we just need people to just like, like, what's the point you're alive. You're alive one time, like live your life. Don't live the dreams, you know, in your head as, oh, they'll never happen. That was what he said. That's what caught him. He said, eventually I want to, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. eventually. Well, what's, what's that eventually business? Like we don't do eventually we make a plan and we make it happen because this is your life. You get one shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's like the future doesn't actually exist, right? It's all about the present moment. And so yeah. it's also not even guaranteed. There's no, uh, eventually is, 
is a real dangerous trap to fall into. So I love hearing how, how you helped him with that. That is incredible. I just want so, to go to Hawaii and jump and skydive. <laughs> like, go that just sounds a lot of fun. Trip. I've never Doesn't skydived that's... before, but oh, like, no way. Have uh, you skydived before? Yes, actually, uh, just south of you in Lodi, California. Because oh, you wow. could go up higher. I think you could get up to um, at least 10,000. Maybe it was 15,000. It was the highest place that I could find where you could jump. And so I'm like, well, go big or go yeah, home. Well. Like, exactly. I'm going to go as high as I can. <laughs> you know? It's super fun. <laughs> that's that's I amazing. It. I, I, I will think about that because skydiving definitely sounds like something that would be very, very fun to do. It's so it's really weird. It's all like super calm and chill as you're falling. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's not what you think it's going to be. You don't feel like you're free falling, you know, like out of control because you, you know whoever you're jumping with knows what they're doing, obviously. But yeah. you know, it does. It feels like it takes forever. The free fall is like we're still falling. Wow, we're not splatting. This is amazing. Yeah, you're just kind of like chilling in the air, you know, hanging yeah. out. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's really cool. Well, uh, Julie, thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did as well. For people Absolutely. listening, uh, if they're interested in what you do uh, and want to find out more about you, where can they where where can they find you? Yeah, you know, super easy. Go to julieholly.com. Holly is H-O-L-L-Y. Yep. And if you go to julieholly.com, I have like some there is something for everyone there because I love people. So I have a a reading list because I, I have a book club so you can get information on the free reading list or the book club the podcast investing schedule time on the calendar it's almost like disneyland just on a website perfect okay well thank you so much again uh, julie for coming on the podcast i appreciate you uh yeah thank you likewise Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.